Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. It's the week of August 16th, 2021. Welcome back to another episode of Lumber Connection. We're back this week with our regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Hello, guys. Howdy. How's it going, Molly? I feel like it's kind of been an eternity for some reason since we last chatted, maybe because I actually got to go on a vacation in there, which is fun. And our schedule has shifted a little bit here and there because of the open quarterly meeting. But I do think it's only been a couple of weeks and here we are again. So let's jump right in and start with the basics. Looking over the last couple of weeks, can you just give us a snapshot of what has happened in the lumber market and and how it might look for the component manufacturing industry? Yeah, the market, since we met here at the OQM a couple of weeks ago, it's just been dwindling. Every product's not moving in unison. Some things are lingering harder than others. A little bit more room being pulled out on some products. Uh, it's certainly a buying opportunity. You know, for the last few months, we've been talking about the new normal of lumber, right? Which was kind of the $800 to $1,200 range on most products. Today's market, we're honestly down at the old normal. And some products are even below the old normal. Um, I don't anticipate that's a trend that's going to follow throughout the remainder of the year. So all things considered, I think right now is a a valuable time to invest in lumber, given there's not a whole lot of market participation um, or excitement in buying lumber right now. People are still working through the inventories they built over the last few months, you know, and working through some of that more expensive wood while their team is drinking Red Bulls and trying to sell it as best they can out the other side of the shipping and receiving yard. So the market is... Continuing in a downward trend, I don't believe it could go that much further because we're getting close to zero. All right. What have you got to add to that? Well, Ken touched on some really good points and important points, and and I I agree with him. You know, we found some stability in the market uh, when we're talking yellow pine, spruce here over the past uh, few weeks. Um, Short cover rally, dead cat bounce, however you want to kind of say how it ended up. I think we, we, most were in agreement that's probably what we'd see. I mean, that's what we saw. And so what we saw, if you, if you took a look, obviously a, a midweek print, relatively flat on yellow pine, six inch, eight inch, showing some weakness there. Really the whole you know thing is, is relatively weak, whether you're talk, talking pine or spruce. And it's really, I think it's a continuation of what we've been talking about here the last uh, few weeks, the overall uh, sentiment from the buyer and, and really down in the field uh, throughout the supply chain is still oversupplied versus the takeaway that we're seeing in quote unquote the dog days of summer. All right. So we've we've got limited time working out in the field in the south, which is the largest consumption area of yellow pine lumber. It's hot. Uh, we've had some rain. We've had the heat and uh, we've got, you know, shorter work days down there. Uh, that's had uh, a lot to do with the lack of consumption that we've seen here in the short term. And right now with supply and demand, Supplies outweighing demand. I mean, that's the bottom line. With that, what ha- comes is uh, weakness in, in pricing. Um, and, I, and that's kind of come upon us again in, in yellow pine and spruce lumber. So one of the things that Ken touched on, one of the words that popped out for me was investment. Um, I think that's a, a very, very valid point. Um, I know I certainly touched on that in our morning meeting uh, with the company this morning. And I think it's a term that we're going to start hearing more of over the next 30 days um, when we look at the overall pricing of lumber. I think the investment level term can be brought back into, into play. And that's the first time we've, we, we could say that here in over a year and a half. But when we look at the pricing, 
we can, it's easier to say to Ken's point, right? You know, um, obviously we're a ways to go to zero, but we're more in a standard um, kind of grinded out lumber market like we're, we're more accustomed to. Where do we go from here? Again, kind of think it's a slugfest over the next 30 days. I think that demand is good. The underbelly of our, our business is fantastic. It's a great time to be in our industry, as I've noted um, podcast after podcast. Trust yards continue to stay extremely busy. The MSR trade prices have come down on, on 2400 but that trade is still relatively tight as far as availability. So can you buy it today? Yes. Can you buy all the links that you need? Maybe, maybe not. You might have to wait a bit. So it's not this just, oh, everything sucks kind of market. It certainly isn't that, even though it can be portrayed that way due to just the kind of ho-hum, lackadaisical, no sense of urgency feelings that are are being displayed daily in the market. So if you need it and you need to go buy it, you're going to get a great deal on it. Um, with that said, no one's looking at buying anything extra right now. Well, when you buy extra is when markets tend to move. Buying just in time and buying for, for need, working on a quicker turn basis leads to uh, markets that we're kind of in right now. I think it's very possible within Yellow Pine as well as SPF, another word that's going to be coming up here soon is curtailments based on the cost of lumber and return on lumber. When it's not profitable to run and sell, they stop running and stop selling. At some point, that will happen. And um, if we start clipping off another $50, 1000 on some of these products, um, that's going to be inevitable. And that we'll, we'll see where we kind of line up in, in demand versus supply at that point, too, when we take some out. So housing report this morning, I'll touch on that and then I'll shut up because I'm rambling here a little bit. But um, starts down 7% permits up a couple of percent, I think it was. I don't have it in front of me. And I'm sorry, that's lazy of me. But overall, not out of expectations, I think, based on the season seasonality portion. So permits being up is a good, good sign for fall. Again, business seems good. And I think the first buying event, as I kind of mentioned last time, I thought was 30, 45 days out. I'm still saying 30, 45 days out with another two weeks. So maybe I'm fudging it a couple more weeks. But I think it's September, October before we get through and run the cycle of the high-priced wood that's, that's had to work itself through inventories across the nation. Uh, every day that goes by, a little bit more gets done. But I think, again, it could be September, October, uh, maybe even Halloween before that's done. And, I, and I, I think we grind it out. And we, again, there's some fistfights as far as pricing and battles that are had in between. And then, uh, but I think that we'll have an event there and we'll see where that goes to to end out the third and fourth quarter. And as people, you know, get optimistic about first quarter business, taking advantage of the pricing here as we finish out, you know, this half of the year. So a lot of information, sorry, it probably doesn't make sense. And, um, but uh, that's what I do. That's the value that I provide is, is, is confusion. And, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think that all made sense. And it, it ties into something I'd planned to ask you, actually. You know, my question was going to be, if you guys have a sense for how much inventory is on the ground, you know, or, or in stock, so to speak, at retail, but also at component manufacturing locations. And to say that just one other way, what I'm hearing you say is, folks are in a position where they really don't need to buy. They've got inventory on the ground and they're kind of ignoring the market at the moment. Does that feel like what you're seeing? I'd say I'd say in, in a broad statement, yes. But again, I think everyone's situation is, is a little bit different. 
But I think you saw that portrayed in the market this last buy event. It was probably a 50% buy-in, right? Again, if we're talking rough, dirty numbers here. So 50% of the market had to make some sort of buy to resupply some inventory that was needed and 50% that didn't need to do anything. That's still working off of the pile per se. The folks that did partake took a short, shorter stand view at their business and how they're going to to purchase that lumber. So again, not a lot of extra, only bought what really was needed, um, which leads me to another buying event that will happen, I think, again, in another 30, 30 days or so, 45 days, right? But now that other 50% that didn't have to partake, that's still dwindling down that, that pile of lumber and getting the cost of their inventory down, how much of those guys are now back in play 30 days forward? Right. I think it's a good, it's a much higher percentage that has to partake in that next buy. And then I look at the cost of lumber now at this point, and I'm looking at front page print and I'm seeing threes and fours as the lead number. That's very attractive. And you might have some stuff that dips into the twos at that point. Right. So now we're at a really, what should be perceived throughout the industry as a comfortable spot in getting positioned. For a larger amount of lumber to finish out the year and, and to start the, the year. And historically, you'll find that that's kind of the, a, a busier time, at least for us, right? We look at fall and spring. Those are our two busiest invoicing and, and uh, buying and selling times of the year. I agree with that. I think somewhere in the next 30 to 45 days, we come at the intersection of mill curtailments and customers doing the age age-old adage of get lean by Halloween. I was just on the phone with the sawmill here about 15 minutes ago. They were mentioning, oh yeah, you know, it's us and another lumber producer in this town and we're worried that they're going to curtail before we do and their labor force comes to us and then we can't curtail because we're going to put two towns worth of people out of out of work. We've seen big curtailments out of Interfor and Canfor so far. There's certainly more dominoes that are going to fall here soon with the trend of pricing. And I think that's going to be a fairly rapid process. So there's going to be an intersection of these mills curtailing their production. Lumber, that's, in my opinion, I think reloads across the country. They're not busting at the seams, but by no means are they skinny. I was at a few this week and there was plenty of wood. That's going to get worked through because guys are still buying a touch of wood. Not, you know, I mean, probably a, a large chunk you would say is that stuff is spoken for correct. and is still trying correct. to get through the system, which yeah. is just has to be digested. About. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's not unsold. Correct. So that's working its way through. <clears throat> Mills are going to stop making it. Right. And then customers will be at the point where, okay, now we're at these dirty, cheap numbers. We need some. Right. We're right. busy. I can't tell you how many times component manufacturers have told me, oh, yeah, there's tons of demand. If we if the job site wasn't held up for headers or it wasn't held up for eye joists or whatever the actual piece is, there's all sorts of demand component manufacturers are trying to reach, but it's just slightly unattainable because of bottlenecks in other industries. So I think there's going to be a, an event where those things cross each other, and it will create the emotional animal spirit reaction that we're used right. to. And this, in the and this is kind of like if we stay status quo here, right? And we haven't talked about all the vulnerabilities and, and the volatility that still lies out there because we're kind of getting lulled into, into comfort zone here. And right when you're feeling most comforts, bad things can happen. Right when you're lulled into a sense of comfort and calm and and uh, it's, it's, it's both sides of the, uh, the pendulum here. So for, for us to say that we are out of extreme volatility measures would be extremely foolish. We've got to be careful 
Um, and, and really, again, I love this time right now here as far as pricing. I like it a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot of a lot to uh, to be excited about at these price levels, and starting to build back some inventory. But forest fires, hurricanes, labor issues continue to be issues. Now, I was talking to a large uh, trust manufacturer yesterday in Texas, and it's a business is booming. You know, business isn't the problem. Labor continues to be the issue, and it's not just our industry. And I know all of our listeners and Molly and. Uh, you can attest to this, I'm probably sure, in your hometown or wherever you are, because this is an issue across America. Now hiring, doesn't matter what it is, what you're doing, whether you're you know, a donut maker or a coffee shop or a lumber yard, or I can keep going here, clothing, whatever. Like they're hiring. I mean, the signs are everywhere. The people are not, however. So again, we're that's a big thing. Now, if, if somehow we could get a surge in and labor and, and get folks back into our industry. And the thing we have to remember uh, is that our industry suffered mightily for years, right? Over the past, call it uh, almost two decades uh, through, the, through, the, through the housing burst. Uh, we lost a ton through our industry. A lot of consolidation, a lot of uh, people switching industries. Um, we lost a lot of laborers. You know, there was a day that it used to be cool to be a construction worker. All right, it was on. It's, it's still in my son's in his second grade calendar. It's kind of an old school calendar. It's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like firefighter, policeman, construction worker. This guy's like buff. He's got his suspenders on and his hard hat and his hammer and he's looking good and tan and strong. It used to be cool. We're in a day and age where it's like, huh? I don't want to do that. That sounds really hard, right? And so, but the folks that we did have that were for the pros over the past couple of decades. Well, there wasn't any houses to build. So that guy became a plumber or maybe a, a welder or, or some other sort of trade or truck driver, maybe, or something, right? And well, and, I, and I'm using some bad examples because we lost those people too. My bottom line, the point I'm making is was we lost a lot in a shortage. And, and it, it, you can't just make it up overnight and you can't get those people back, those skilled workers or, or framers or whoever they may be overnight either. You've got to almost pr provide a consistency and track record and say, hey, housing is back and it's here to stay, right? We're going to build some houses and this isn't going anywhere. And, you know, uh, this is going to be a very lucrative uh, industry to be in. We're, I don't know if people have been sold that yet. You know what I mean? And right. we don't, we certainly don't have it from a uh, coming, you know, up and comers or, or folks necessarily that are ready to step into those positions. I know at the SBCA, it's doing some great things with our Emerging Leaders Committee. And that's something that we're working on and we've captured and, and you guys have done a fantastic job and paying attention to that, right? And, and trying to um, find new leaders in the industry. But it's all throughout. So again, I'm going on a rambling tangent here, but a lot of volatility still lies ahead. Labor issues, transportation issues continue to be issues there. Rail cars moving pretty good. Trucks moving better, but still a lot of backlogs in a lot of areas. Major ports, Eastern Seaboard down through the south. You've got to have a couple weeks out for an appointment. So again, the old adage of prompt wood, where it was a two to three day thing, those days are kind of past us. Again, you might have a friend, a buddy, a truck driver, whatever, some magic happens. It does still happen today. You can get that kind of turnaround time. But I think realistically, with what we're seeing out there, it's prompt wood still taking you know seven to 10 business days uh, to get moved just on a pure lack of capacity. Yeah. You know, actually, Ken, I think you may have touched on this just a little bit when we first started, or maybe I misheard you. But, you know, one thing I wanted to ask about today is we've we've talked in the past 
pretty frequently about DIY demand, you know, the -the over-the-shoulder guys and the effect it's had on lumber availability and pricing. And honestly, I'm still seeing that in some of the articles and reports I'm reading. So, you know, what, huge DIY demand when COVID ramped up and people were staying home and wanted their homes to be nicer or needed them to be different somehow because they needed an office at home or whatever. And then a pretty sharp decline in demand more recently as people got vaccines and, you know, got back out into the world and we could be outside and it was warm and nice. And I can't believe I'm saying these words Again, but it seems like the COVID-19 Delta variant seems to be throwing a bit of a monkey wrench into our hopes and dreams for the fall. And there's speculation that there's going to be another uptick in DIY because some places are already talking about or instituting COVID restrictions. What do you guys think about that? I mean, when you look at the market, right, all that crazy demand and strength we had, obviously an emphasis on new, newly constructed homes, but also the emphasis on repair and remodeling your current home which is really where the demand dropped off after May of this year. Uh, and that's kind of the, the building block, the foundation that's caused this thing to run downward as far as it has. I can't believe I'm saying it, but it does look like we're probably heading toward another series of lockdowns. And it's an interesting concept. That's been my hot question of the day. I've asked Mills, I've asked coworkers, I've asked customers. It's interesting, right? Because it's twofold. I don't think people who built a deck two years ago will build a new deck. That said... You were a weirdo if you weren't doing projects at home that whole time, right? So the people who are doing projects, they're going to do more projects. And there's going to be a, a handful of yeah. people who felt left out by not doing projects that are going to hop on the project train. So I think it will, if if we go down this shutdown road again, I do think it's going to give a very significant pop in lumber pricing. Specifically, obviously, eight-foot lumber is the big mover out of the, the retailers, Rose Home Depot kind of affects web stock for trust manufacturers, that sort of phenomenon. You know, yeah. it, it, it could be very significant if that takes place. Yeah, you get a scenario like that. I mean, you, you could create a very, a very quickly another perfect storm because right when everything kind of got cleaned up and situated and, you know, whether you want to think that maybe some sawmills had saving some for orders they think they're going to have for the big box stores, the big box ordering off what they just did and, thinking that they're going to do that again and don't want to get caught short. And then obviously we know what happens and people are going on vacations and they're not doing that. And then they got all this extra lumber that the market had to digest and and process. And, but you get another situation like Ken's talking about and everything's kind of clean. You you still have a whole, another slew of people. And I always look close to me to kind of understand what's going on on the, on a, on a more national scale, because it always really seems to coincide time and time again, whether it's, our business is an entity at American International in regards to the market and our position and how we're clean with our receivables and how that turn looks like in relation to the rest of the market. I know when we get ready to roll, it's like, okay, we, we, we cleaned it all up. It's like, you, you can almost guarantee it within the next five to 10 days, there's going to be an event or something. It's just, it's like clockwork. But talking to people here locally, they're like, hey, Justin, you know, friends or, or folks at the that I know and, and run into. It's like, that's the lumber market, man. It's been crazy. Is it, is it ever going to come back down? And I'm like, dude, it had, you know, it is. But what they don't see is the delay from the big box from a pricing structure standpoint into what actually where the lumber's priced at today. So I don't know how many people I've talked to. They're like, yeah, we were going to do our deck and we got a quote and it was like, oh my gosh, but we're going to do our fence and we couldn't believe it. So we're just going to wait. But we're going to do it. We're just waiting, right? We want to wait till prices come back. So you start talking about a situation where you're 
you know, people are at home again. And, and God forbid that, by the way, I, I hope that's not the case. I am definitely seeing a different tone uh, amongst uh, how, how things are going on in this one. So anyways, um, I want people to stay safe, of course. And, and uh, but anyways, I, you know, you get into a situation like that, it could, could really be kind of, again, another kind of perfect storm. And you've got the, the round two people coming in to, to do this stuff. And now at this point, the pricing at big boxes has, has quote unquote refreshed, right? And so now we're, instead of buying an $80 sheet of plywood, it's back down to a reasonable, you know, from a historical standpoint number, as is the the, the dimensional lumber. And anyways, be prepared. That's what I'm talking about, this volatility right. stuff. And you're looking at pricing now, it looks pretty darn good. Obviously, you know, people listening to this podcast, whether you're a component manufacturer outside the industry, just to put into uh, into a picture of the significance of that retail sector of the market. I don't know if you guys know who the number one pizza producer in America is. You might assume it's Papa Papa John's, Pizza Hut, whatever. It's Costco. And that's because they slang it by the slice all day, every day, all across the country. Yeah, Costco is number one pizza manufacturer in the country. Similarly, the number one lumber consumer in the country is Lowe's and Home Depot. So the significance that that part of the, the market plays is a lot stronger than a lot of people recognize. It has a lot of power. So if, if that changes, because it's ice cold right now, and it could get hot real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's important to stay on top of. Well, it sounds like we've got a, I think you guys said it, perfect storm potentially brewing. I hope that's not the case in many factors, COVID included. But I really do appreciate the insight on some of the things going on. I, uh, You touched on a lot of the things I want to talk about, like Tropical Storm Fred and some of the wildfires that, you know, seem to be, some are contained, some are not, but don't seem to be having a huge effect right now. And um, so I think we just all have to keep our eyes and ears open in the next, what, 30 to 45 days, I guess you guys have said, to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's just a, you know, again, it was just best guess from a couple of, you know, guys sitting in their bathrobes trading trading lumber in a garage. (laughs) That's a joke, folks. Well, thank you guys both for being here. I think that will wrap up our episode for this week. Justin and Ken, as always, thank you so much for both your continued expertise and enthusiasm, whether we're talking about lumber or pizza. I enjoy our time together every couple of weeks, and I look forward to our next installment of Lumber Connection. We do too. Thanks, Molly. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.